Bonjour, c'est Neil Hannon. Bienvenue dans le podcast The Divine Comedy et La France. Épisode 1, promenade à Paris. Du 19 au 23 septembre, Neil Hannon va jouer chaque soir deux albums en intégralité de The Divine Comedy, soit presque toute la discographie à l'occasion des 30 ans du groupe dont il est le seul membre depuis le début des années 90. Ces concerts exceptionnels n'auront lieu qu'à Londres, au Barbican Center et à Paris, à la Philharmonie. Une raison à cela, l'attachement permanent de Neil Hannon avec la France, qui le lui rend bien depuis toujours. Nous avons donc choisi de parler avec ce petit prodige irlandais de cette relation particulière avec la culture française à travers une série de cinq podcasts. Et pour ce premier épisode, qui correspond aux deux albums qui l'ont révélé ici, Liberation et Promenade, Neil nous parle du sentiment qu'il a éprouvé lorsqu'il a joué pour la première fois à Paris. I made the first album, Liberation, the first full album, uh, in 1993. And I don't know why we sort of ended up doing a few gigs in France, supporting other people, but we did. You know, it must have been just somebody, Keith Cullen from Satanta, our record company, knew, you know? And, um, uh, but we ended up there and uh, somebody at Les Honor Rockham must have liked that album because they booked us for uh, this uh, little festival there uh, thing in La Segale. And um, it, that was that was kind of where I thought, oh, well, may, maybe uh, maybe this might work, you know. Um, I <laughs> I remember the the sort of feeling in that show. In we only did about six songs, um, but the the warmth coming back, and then we finished with um, a cover of Jackie, uh, the Jacques Brel song, yeah. obviously in English because. I don't, I still to this day do not speak French and I apologize uh, forever. Um, I must have done it with a bit of, you know, Shroud de Vivre uh, because uh, the, 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 the sort of level of acclamation after we finished uh, was, was incredible. And um, yes, I remember being surprised and delighted. Yeah. But I thought, yes, of course you love me. You know, now let's go drink red wine in Montparnasse, you know. <laughs> la culture française a irrigué dès le début les textes de The Divine Comedy, notamment le cinéma. Alors qu'il est enfermé dans une maison à Five Mile Town, en Irlande, Neil écrit l'essentiel des deux premiers albums, seul, et pour nourrir son inspiration, il regarde beaucoup de films de la nouvelle vague. Mais cet intérêt pour le cinéma français remonte à bien plus loin et l'attrait pour ces films n'était pas uniquement cinématographique. I was maybe 16-17 and Channel 4 in Britain uh, had this Nouvelle Vague uh, French film festival. Uh, and they were all on at about sort of 11 o'clock at night, long after my parents would have gone to bed. And I was the only one left in the house. Uh, my two elder brothers had gone off to university. So uh, I would... My parents wouldn't see much of me. I'd just sort of wake up really late and, uh, you know, <laughs> watch the cricket, <laughs> read long books and uh, write music and then watch interesting films very late at night, hoping that there might be some boobies. Mm -hmm. 
you know. <laughs> and, you know, thank you, France, because you provided quite a lot of boobies. <laughs> um, the, f- the films I remember specifically were Un bout de souffle, Breathless, uh, the Jean-Luc Godard film with uh, Belmondo and Gene Seberg, and Jules Jim, uh, which was Truffaut, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, there were other ones which I vaguely remember, like Claire's Knee. I don't know how that translates. And, I mean, you can tell what I watched because they all went into songs, you know. <laughs> On retrouve tout de suite l'un des titres phares du premier album de The Divine Comedy, Your Daddy's Car, enregistré pour l'inauguration de la Philharmonie de Paris le 11 février 2015. Your daddy's car Drove it to the sea We fooled around for hours And then when we got tired And it got dark We found a place to park And we watched the sun set fire To the Le second album, Promenade, en 1994, Neil Hannon se sent tellement à l'aise en France qu'il pose sur la pochette devant l'un des grands monuments du patrimoine parisien. Because of our recent, you know, the interest in France for the for the first album, they said, um, my record company said, would you like to do the the shoot in Paris? And I went, yeah, that'd be amazing. So uh, Kevin Westenberg. And I sort of strolled around the streets of Paris, finding interesting doorways. And um, he, he was always one for sort of rather guerrilla kind of photography. We'd, we'd sort of, we wouldn't get permission for anything, really. And we certainly didn't get permission to d- take those photographs in front, in front of the Louvre. Uh, every sort of setup we did, I'd say, and do one face on like this you know, because it might work with the previous album. And sure enough, the one with the Louvre uh, is pretty amazing. And uh, it's kind of still a very sort of iconic image uh, for which I only have uh, Kevin to thank, really. Mais alors, Neil, qu'est-ce qui fait que les chansons de The Divine Comedy paraissent si familières aux oreilles du public français? I think that there probably is something in the music in the actual notes and the chords that I choose. Uh, and also, you know, the, the, the instrumentation uh, that I use uh, that just seems to resonate with um, a certain kind of Gallic nature. Um, I can't really put my finger on what it is. All I can say is sort of... Uh, I, I can point to all of the French music that has definitely had an influence on me But then an awful lot of that I only listened to after I made those initial records. <laughs> But I suppose the uh, the real main 
influence. He wasn't French, he was Belgian, but, you know, the French diaspora and all that. Jacques Brel, through Scott Walker, had a massive impact on me. And I... Uh, suddenly I thought, so here's a real kind of... It's almost like punk, you know, some of what he did. It was, it was so uh, sort of... Uh, it didn't take any prisoners. It was, it was shocking sometimes, you know, what he wrote about. And, and also the, 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 the sort of pumping chanson, the kind of almost like military stuff and polkas and things like that. You would just associate these, st these styles with, like, you know, your granny <laughs> or people dan ballroom dancing. But when you set it against what he was singing about, suddenly they take on this sort of incredible immediacy and, and sort of uh, excitement. Um, and I, I definitely was, I had a lot of influence from that in, in those first couple of records. Tout de suite, on écoute l'extrait When the Lights Go Out All Over Europe, Vivan Comedy. Let's go see a movie show Shouldn't can choose between the two Cause you'll is hip and Jim is cool So C'est déjà la fin de ce premier épisode, mais nous allons très vite retrouver Neil Hannon pour d'autres évocations de son rapport avec la France. Et dans le prochain épisode, nous le retrouverons en Casanova. The Divine Comedy est la France. To be continued.